You're listening to the Plant Remedy Podcast. I'm your host, Bailey Ruskis, also known as Chef Bay. I'm a professional chef and a plant-powered healer here to bring you all the juicy details on cuisine, food, holistic healing, and everything in between so that you can find your very own remedy. Welcome to another episode of the Plant Remedy Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Chef Bay, and I am flying with you guys solo today. Um, I love doing these little solo episodes. They're really fun for me, and I feel like I can get a lot of stuff off my chest. I just recorded an entire podcast, and for some reason, <laughs> like 20 seconds in, the microphone turned off, and I somehow missed that. So here we are, round two of this week's episode. It's episode six. I can't believe we've been doing this for a month and a half. It's flying by. But I'm sitting here in my desk, just the sun is shining on me. It's Sunday, and today we're having a birthday party for my dog, Coco. I'm so excited. She's one year old, and I think this just means so much to both Steve and I because, you know, she has brought us together in a way that I never could have imagined possible. Um, you know, I feel like a dog can either tear people apart or bring them together, depending on how ready you are for that. And she's definitely brought us together in this really, really special way. She's also a rescue. So she's a Tijuana street dog. She was found at six weeks old by herself and, um, you know, no other litter mates. I think there was another puppy that they found close by to her that they then kind of like grouped together with her. But she got spayed at six weeks, passed around to a bunch of different people. And then we finally got our hands on her at 11 weeks. Um, so she's just like our little angel. And um, she's so grateful. Man, I've never rescued a dog. You know, I've always had labs. So we would always get them from farms or whatever. And this is the first experience I've had. I mean, and I used to foster dogs when I lived in San Francisco, but this is my first experience actually adopting a dog that is from a really terrible situation. And when we first got her, anytime we would go in the car, she would hide like in my arm because she was afraid that we were going to drop her off somewhere. She was terrified of the vet, um, which a lot of dogs are, but I feel like for her, since she got spayed at six weeks, didn't have a family, was separated from anything that she ever knew comfortable. Um, yeah, I don't know. She just she's been through us so much. And because of that, she has the most epic personality. She's smart as hell. We literally have taught her every trick in the book. We're trying to come up with other things to teach her because she just knows everything. It's crazy. Um, of course, we're working on her. She's not perfect, but, you know, she is pretty damn good for a one year old pup. And it's been just like such an amazing gift and such an amazing responsibility, you know, like when we got a dog, everyone was like, oh my God, there's so much work. There's so much work, blah, blah, blah. Like your life is never going to be the same. And I don't know. I never view her as work. Like when she was a baby, like, yeah, she was a ton of work. She, oh my God, <laughs> she was looking at me like, who are you? What is this place? Where am I? Like, I you don't know me I've been around the block you know like we would just stare have stare offs with each other like dang like what are we gonna do with each other but now I just don't feel like she's she's work she brings so much joy into my life and she's a constant reminder to get off my phone to be in the present moment to go to the beach every single day to 
you know, utilize a sunny day to jump around in the rain if it's raining. Like she's just the constant reminder to be present. And for that, I'm so grateful. So we are having a party for her. We're inviting all of her puppy friends over, which she has a ton of puppy friends. I swear she has more puppy friends than I have real friends. Um, that's not true, but you know, it's pretty comparable. And so I actually made her a cake that's only for the dogs. The icing is peanut butter, water, and beetroot. It's like nice and pink. And, um, the, the cake itself is just made from like bananas and peanut butter and flax eggs. And what else? Unsweetened oat milk. Yeah. So all good stuff, stuff that dogs really love. And I'm so excited. So happy birthday to Coco. She's everything. And I'm just so freaking grateful. If you guys ever have the chance, adopt a dog. Um, I, we chose to adopt a puppy because you have a little bit more control of kind of their behavioral and any behavioral issues. You can kind of nip them in the bud really quickly. But yeah, adopt. Like adopting is so, so rewarding. And they're so grateful. Like I never really understood, you know, when people be like, oh, the dogs are so grateful. But now I see it with Coco. Like she's just when even when she eats breakfast, she's she gets done and she's just so happy wagging her tail coming up to us, like almost saying thank you. It's so cute. So, yeah. Happy birthday to Coco. Um, so today I just I keep thinking about progress, not perfection. I know that I talk a lot about how passionate I am when it comes to like the food industry and how passionate I am when it comes to like plant-based food and you know the environment and plastic and all those things um but there's also this underlying thing that like I'm a perfectionist and my perfectionism in a way has gotten in the way of so many things for me in my life. You know, I, for a long time, didn't cook. So fun fact about me, I took off cooking um, for about, I don't know, I think it was like a year, a year and a half, two years, where I was so disconnected from the act of cooking that I literally wouldn't even make myself breakfast because I felt if I'm not going to be perfect at it, then I'm not going to do it at all. And I wouldn't even like I would get upset when people would even call me a chef when I would decide I like was totally disconnected from it. And it's it's this root of this inner perfectionist where it's like, if I'm not going to be perfect, I'm not going to tell anyone I'm doing this. And it's also this this underlying idea that people are judging you too, right? Like if you're not perfect, then people are going to notice. And Lately, I have been doing so much inner work on this idea of perfection because I've been producing more content than I ever have been. I am so excited about um, my online program that I have been pouring my life and soul into. And it's this idea of perfection that I want to get rid of. Um, I think as human beings, we have this strong pull between like our ego and what's reality and our ego is what is constantly seeking perfection right our spirit is is the thing that just wants progress our spirit is the thing that just wants to learn our spirit is the thing that just wants to grow and evolve and I'm trying to always find this really really nice balance between the two which is really hard you know like I feel like even cooking in general is a very ironically is a very egotistical um 
it's an egotistical craft. Like most chefs I know are the most egotistical people of all time. However, they also just want to take care of people. They also just want to feed people. So it's like you have that intense pull between ego and spirit, which is really, really interesting. What's more interesting, and I don't know if I talked about it on the podcast before, but in ancient cultures, like the shamans were the ones who would cook for the tribe because they were the ones that were closest to God, which makes the most sense because they're the ones that are like giving the spirit medicine. So in general, with with cooking, it has gone through over time this intense pull between ego and spirit you know and I feel like the spirit wouldn't be able to be here and be in these human bodies without the ego because in a sense the ego protects the spirit however I'm just trying to like you know navigate and work around it in no way do at this point in my life do I expect perfection from myself however that little voice always pops up and does cause me like a lot of stress and anxiety when I am expecting myself to be perfect you know that goes with so many things in life like my exercise routine like let's say I I plan out all my workouts for the week which I've been trying to do lately so that I actually get them in because entrepreneur life is no joke um you know I'm planning out my workouts and then I just like I don't get to two of them and then at the end of the week I'm just like shit like I didn't work out those two times like I didn't utilize you know, those, those class points, I, you know, and it's like kind of like getting down on myself, which is, which is the perfection talking, right? Not the progress. Like I still worked out three times this week, you know, like that's progress. Anyway, you want to flip the coin and it's just, it's kind of intense. You know, I got a, I've had a couple of negative comments and a negative review on the podcast, just about like the fact that I say like too much sometimes, the fact that I cuss too much. Um, but Y'all, I'm just a human being expressing myself on this platform, and I'm not perfect. And for me to expect myself to have the perfect language, you know, the perfect grammar while I'm speaking, and I'm a grammar snob when it comes to typing, but, you know, if I'm expecting all this perfection for myself, you're not going to get me in my authentic form. And... Sometimes I say fuck, you know, like I've been in kitchens my whole life. Sometimes I cuss and that's just part of it, you know. Sometimes I say like too much. I don't know what it is where I grew up, what it is, but like like, like I just said it, (laughs) is in my vocabulary, right? So I'm just, I'm just being authentic and the more that I strive for perfection, the further away I get from my authenticity and that is the damn truth. You know, this also goes, I think, with diets, relationships, with anything in life, like as long as we have our best intention and as long as we're really, 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 really trying, you know, it's easy to be like, oh, I'm not perfect. Fuck it. But it's another to be like, you know, I am trying my best and I'm not perfect, but I'm trying. And, you know, I think that goes just us as like the human race, like. I am so passionate about what I do. I'm so passionate about the food. I'm so passionate about, you know, eating plant-based and protecting our environment and recycling. And like, I'm so passionate about all these things. However, I know that nobody's perfect. Like, for instance, the other day I had to go to Trader Joe's and like, I love Trader Joe's and I hate Trader Joe's. It's like this, this thing that 
kills me because everything in Trader Joe's is wrapped in plastic. Like it just is. Like you can't get lettuce without being wrapped in plastic. You can't get a bell pepper without it being wrapped in plastic. Like all their to-go food is all wrapped in like double, triple wrapped in plastic. However, Trader Joe's is a more inexpensive option. And if you're trying to go on a path of eating healthy and you don't want to drop 150 bucks at Whole Foods, like you could get the same amount of organic things at Trader Joe's for half the price. But the cost of that is plastic. And so, right, it's like this idea of like, fuck, like how am I, how can I be perfect? You know, like how is this even possible when the system is almost designed in a way to make us feel like shit one way or the other, right? We're either spending $150 or we're getting all organic, non-wrapped in plastic stuff, or we're doing good things to our bank account and we're eating organic and doing good things to our body, yet we're kind of failing the environment. And it's like, like, how do we win? Right. So I had to go to Trader Joe's and um, it was just on my route. I had to go to the store and I got a few things that were in plastic and it killed me. And I'm like, and, you know, and I'm over here like bagging on myself like, damn it, Bailey, like you're t- always talking about not using plastic. And like, what are you doing going to Trader Joe's? Like, blah, 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 blah. Like, you know, that perfectionism, egotistical side in my brain is like coming down on me where I'm just like you need to do better, you know, and I, I, I say that to myself way more than I would like to admit, but then I had a moment where I was just like, okay, you know, it's like, then it's like my spirit talking where it's like, girl, you're doing your best. Like you're doing so much. You're spreading the information. You're, you're trying your best. You're buying organic, like just give it a rest. Like you got two things that were wrapped in plastic. Just do better next time. You know what I mean? Like, it's okay. Like just try to try to go to the different grocery store. And it is hard when we're set up in this way where it's like we are going to feel guilty no matter what. It's like I feel like in our society, it's like we do this, but we feel guilty about that. We do that, but we feel guilty about this. So I just wanted to share this because like no matter where you are in your life, no matter who you are, if you wake up tomorrow and you say, I'm going to do something today that's going to that's going to better the environment. I'm going to do something today that's going to benefit my health. I'm going to do something today that's going to put my partner first or whatever, you know, depending on your own situation. If you're if you're conscious and if you're waking up and you're saying, "I'm going to try today." Like, I fucking applaud you. Like that's amazing. We need more people who are doing that. We need more people who give a shit in general about the environment. We need more people who give a shit in general about their bodies, about this health crisis. Like we need more people in general to care. And I don't think that anyone, any one of us can be perfect. You know, like, yes, I believe in discipline for sure. I am very disciplined with my diet. I'm very disciplined with my smoothie intake. I'm very disciplined with eating plant-based. However, you could be disciplined in another way and maybe your diet is something that you're working on. Maybe it's a discipline that you haven't quite figured out yet and that's okay. Maybe you are so disciplined with work and being an amazing boss or amazing coworker that now the next thing that you're working on is a movement routine and that's something that is full progress and not perfection. Maybe you're the most amazing mom, right? You're the most amazing mom. You're always there for your kids. And what you're working on is being there for yourself, you know? Making the decision and saying yes to yourself, I swear to God, is the hardest part. But the thing that gets in the way the most is the idea that we're going to be perfect from the very beginning. The idea that 
We're going to have it all figured out. Like, okay, I've made this decision. Let's have it all figured out. Y'all, when I decided to go plant-based, I was so scared. I had no idea what I was doing. I was like, whoa, okay, I'm going to change everything I know about food, everything I know about cooking, and I'm going to go plant-based. Like the whole concept to me was terrifying. But now that I've done it, now that I've been in it for as long as I have, it's easy. It makes sense. It's, I would know, I wouldn't live it any other way, but like this whole path has just been progress. It's just been me one foot in front of the other, one meal at a time, one day at a time. It's the same thing with my yoga practice. You know, sometimes I go to yoga every day. Sometimes I go five days a week, you know, and sometimes a whole month goes by and I haven't gone to yoga and I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, what is going on? But then I reel it back where I'm like, look, like you're human, you're doing so much, you know, like you just go, go tomorrow. That's all you can do is you can just say, okay, tomorrow I commit and I'm going to go. And it's for me, it's like with work, like I am striving to be perfect in my work and it's something that I need to really, really let go of. I have been working more than I ever have. Um, I don't necessarily like to even call it work, but a lot of people in my life have been calling me out and been like, you know, you need to chill. <laughs> like you have, you're doing the most right now. And I am, I'm doing the most, but I have so much fuel, so much fire, so much content that I want to put out and so many things that I want to do that I just don't feel like I have any time to waste. You know, I don't feel someone could easily be like, oh, well, you're only 27, almost 28. But I feel like I'm already <laughs> like almost 28. You know, I'm already there. Like I... I want to do so many things. I want to create such a big impact that I have to work. I need to work. I get to work. Like I get to do this for, for my life's work. However, like I need to drop the idea that I'm going to be perfect at it. I need to drop the idea that I need to work all day, every day. You know, I need to give myself permission to breathe and, and, and I, and it's, I keep repeating to myself, do your work and step back, you know, with anything when it comes literally anything, just do your work and step back. Because the more that we overanalyze ourselves, the more that we go back and check and go over it and do this and do that, the more we're getting in our own way. You know, when it comes to everything, you could relate this to food, you could relate this to your relationships, you could relate this to your career, you could relate this to your relationship with yourself. Like, the more we overanalyze and the more we self judge, the less progress we're making. So, the more idea that we have to be perfect is actually putting us five sets backwards in that progress of going one step forward. So with all this said, if you're trying, I see you, I feel you, I'm vibing with you, you know, I, I am here with you and I'm trying and I appreciate all your love and support. I appreciate negative comments. I appreciate feedback that maybe I don't want to hear because it helps me grow. It helps me progress. It helps me move forward. And it also helps me realize that um, I'm doing this because I have something to say and I'm not doing it because I'm worried how it's going to be received, if that makes sense. So I'm just grateful for this podcast. I'm so grateful for the availability to sit down every single week and express my thoughts. I used to do this on Instagram stories like all the time. And I've been able to harness all of this energy and put it into this podcast, and it feels really good. So this week is a big week for me. I am partnering with a gym here in San Diego, which I'm so excited about. We 
are doing some healthy holiday cooking classes together with the gym and solo. I have one spot left for the class in November. It's on November 24th. So if you're interested, um, let me know. I've got literally one spot left and then a few spots left for December. So those are going to go fast. So if you're listening to this, go check the website and see if it's available. Other than that, um, we are doing so much. You're going to be seeing a lot more of Steve. I can't believe the amount of people that were so excited about his episode, um, which is amazing because, you know, we are getting married next year and we are joining forces in business. And so you're going to be seeing so much more of him. And so it makes me so happy to know that you guys love him almost as much as I do. Um, I'm also going to San Francisco next week. Speaking of needing a break from working, I am just going to go chill. There's a new vegan restaurant up there I really want to try. And I'm, I lived in San Francisco for seven years, so I just want to go hang out with my best friends and just have some time to unpack and relax. With that said, though, I am interviewing one of my best friends for this podcast. She's an executive chef at a restaurant in Palo Alto, and she is one of the most amazing people I have ever met in my life. She's such a good soul. Her name's Paulina. We went to culinary school together, actually, and she's also vegan. And it's I'm really excited to talk to her about just her path of healing and everything that she's been through, because this girl, she's this woman has been through so much like and her cooking is amazing. And her and I flowing in the kitchen together is like, I wish we could do it more. I wish we didn't live so far away. It is literally magic happens. Um, her mom is a shaman and she's actually been through shamanic courses as well. She is such a genuine, genuine, genuine soul. And I can't wait for you guys to meet her on this podcast. So look out for that next week. Uh, we're going to be coming at you from San Francisco. So, you know, the energy is going to be super, super high. So just remember what we talked about here on this podcast, progress, not perfection and wake up tomorrow. Just wanting to do one or two things really, really great for yourself and you know your future self is going to thank you for it so thank you so much for listening if you loved this episode please give us a really good comment and subscribe and share with your friends so that whoever needs to hear the message can hear it thank you so much for listening and i'll see you next week